amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Did you say that you wanted to make room for love? 
I do want to make go over. Yes, that's that's on my list too. I was I was working. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to make room for love. I want to make uh, room for work because you know love <laughs> hasn't really gotten me that far. But you know work has its results, honey. I see the payoff with love and and the and the investment in that, honey. It's fifty fifty. I'm not really sure if if I'm going to get anything back. But that work, huh? I see it paid in full in my account. I don't know about you. <laughs> 2017 is about work. <clears throat> okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really not <laughs> cynical about love, but I just I you know you have to learn. You have to learn, and I've learned. I've learned. <clears throat> and moving and on. And Adi Adi, you are hilarious. I mean, I definitely. I think last year, and and you can attest to this. I spent a lot of time working, and I didn't. You know, I felt accomplished, but I didn't feel fulfilled. I understand. You know, and but there's and, a time and, and it's a time and a season for that. Like so, because right. of that experience, now you're focusing your energies in 2017 on 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 what you may have felt was lacking. So I get it. I'm right. kind of like so. We're on the flip side of each other for this year. Okay, got it. Right, so you're making space and op- and you're making space for work so that the opportunities present well, themselves. Right, and you know I'm, I'm pouring, I'm investing into myself. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I want to see some of my idea, more of my ideas take flight as they have in the past. I, I, I like the feeling that I get when I put my mind to something creative or something. You know, it's almost like you're watering a seed and you see it blossom and grow. I like that feeling, and you know, hey, if the love comes. In the mist, then it comes in the mist. But what Adiago will be doing is walking on. <laughs> Do good and listen. I don't need any emails or calls from y'all telling me that I need, you know, <laughs> some therapy. I'm good. I, I'm very clear on where I am in life. Right. And, and and that's what I always appreciate about you is that, you know, you, you are very clear on, you know, the things that you want and in the season in which you are ready to, you know, put the plow to the ground and work. Um, I guess I have my head kind of buried in the sand for a little bit. You know, now that it's out, I'm looking around and I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> you know, so um, I'm definitely, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I want to make space um, for the opportun- opportunities to present themselves. And, you know, definitely, um, you know, academic-wise, I want to make some space to, you know, um, build on some things. And then, you know, I do want to make time for love. I do want to, you know, um, have opportunities to experience it, you know, because, how else am I going to, you know, reach my goal, Adiaga, if I don't make space and opportunity for it? <laughs> I, I understand, you know, and I'm going to pray about it for you, you know, because, <laughs> because you know, you know, dreams do come true, and 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 I want you to, ha- I want you to have that because you so deserve that, and and you know, I wish I could be on that. Um, you know, that vibrational energy with you. But I just think that, you know, 2017 has called me to do other things. I don't know. I could just be stubborn in my own way. I may I may I be putting up a wall. I may be in my own way. But maybe I'm just protecting myself. I don't know. I just want to be successful, Shay. I just want to be successful, and I think that when I put my time towards that, it doesn't lead me to success. So it's like... <clears throat> You know, fall back and and put your which is we say put your hand on the plow, put your hand to the plow or what's working instead of you know watering flowers that's not growing. I'm tired of tending to these these weeping willows, and I'm waiting for them to blossom. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. It's just too much. It's too good as if you do send Adiaga an email, send her an email of support and of and upliftment. Because, I, oh, I'm sorry, but you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm, 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 I
I'm in, I'm inspired. I'm inspired because I do know. I do know some people. I know some people that have made love and work work. And you know, do good if, if you're here. You know, put your ears to the speakers because turn it up. we have some wonderful guests. Turn it up. We have some wonderful guests on our show today, and I just you know. I'm I'm just so excited to have them on because um, I've just been binge watching them and yes. I just need more. I need more, child. I need yes. more. So, exactly. comrades in business and in love, we welcome our featured guests, writer, producer, and director duo Caleb Davis and Ronnie Simpson of the three-time award nominated web series Tough Love. In addition Yay. to the fiercely. <laughs> To the fiercely talented and strikingly beautiful actresses Ebony Obsidian and Verena Banks, best known for their roles as Alicia Davis and Jordan Samuels. Welcome to The Good Life. Let's do a roll call. I have uh, Ronnie and and Caleb online. Say what's good. Hey, hey, what's good? And is Ebony and Verena there? Say what's good, ladies. Hey, what's up? All right, everybody's here. Everybody is here. Okay, we are so, we're just going to get right into it. We are just delighted to have you uh, with us tonight because, you know, when we, when we talk about uh, promoting a commitment uh, to a, a lifestyle of resourcefulness on our show in particular, it's because it's really about becoming an active participant in your own life and, and finding and, uh, or creating space and opportunity for yourself. Uh, with your gifts and bringing others along with you for the journey. Now, either Ronnie or Caleb can answer this question. How were you able to identify those gifts uh, early on in addition to, you know, putting together an ensemble that, that so seamlessly carries out your vision from the page to the screen? All right, all right. You so. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question, how are we able to identify? <laughs> yeah, how are you able to identify your gifts early on in your life in, in, in addition to putting together such a wonderful ensemble that's able to carry out your vision, your writing vision to the screen? Oh, thank you. First and, and also, congratulations. We see that this is uh, the second year uh, premiere here, so congratulations to you thank guys. You. Over thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Um, That that was a really good question Um, For myself and Ronnie um, You know We've always been in like the communication uh, uh, Like in the whole environment Of communication We graduated with our bachelor's in communication So we always Okay with people So um, Ronnie was always A good creative writer And I was always the man behind the camera Putting together visuals or you know, building campaigns. So, um, you know, early on in life, um, you know, me personally, like I just always wanted to create something no matter what it was. And, you know, till today with Tough Love, uh, which is our most recent creation, um, we can utilize our talents and our skill sets. Yeah, and for me it was uh, more so just finding different ways to express myself. Um, And one of the ways I found uh, to do that very early on was through my writing. Um, and then, uh, so that was just one of my gifts dis- I discovered. And I began with writing poetry. And then I just grew more and more into like the nonfiction space uh, as my interest grew more into love and relationships and dating. And then I just connected my interests with what my God given gift was. And you've been so successful at it. Now, I'm sure you've been listening in on um, my take on love, and and, um, I I need some encouragement. But uh, (laughs) when we we examine, you know, uh, black love and and this concept of black love still existing, you know, it's it's such an, an irony about uh, watching these 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 six millennials that you've developed, you know, balance and 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 or survive their choices and in, in love and career and 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 you know interpersonal relationships with with New York as its as a backdrop, all the while knowing that you both as a couple and and creators of the show are in the midst of that same balancing act. What has contributed to your current success as a as a co creative team? Hmm. Uh, these, are, these are really good questions. <laughs> uh, our current success, you know what? 
work and time and patience with each other. Um, you know, it, we've, we've hit some roadblocks, um, but we've been working together uh, since college. Uh, we started creating pro- uh, projects together. Uh, we created uh, the first digital news program on our campus in college, um, and we had to learn to work together with each other on that and also work on, you know, team building. Uh, so I would say it's mainly time, prayer, patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also my, my concept to it is like, you know, we don't have any children. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we've been, we've been together for, you know, almost close to a decade and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we don't have any children and, you know, now she's my fiance. So, um, oh, congratulations. You know, <laughs> yeah, okay, black you. love still exists. Black love still Thank exists. You. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But yeah, like this is, our, this is our child and this is our baby. So, um, you know, again, we, we always have disagreements, you know, uh, but we have to figure out what's the best way to, to progress tough love as our baby, as the, as the project for, you know, future, you know, future when we have kids, you know, we, we know how to, you know, communicate with one another. Mm. Well, this is, you know, I know I, you, you, you mentioned this as, as your baby, but honey, this, this baby is really not a baby. It has, it, it is walking, <laughs> it is talking, it is feeding itself because you have such a, 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 a large viewership, you know? And so, you know, just thinking about, you know, I was really thinking about what was experienced, much like what was experienced during the Harlem Renaissance with, you know, such an explosion of, um, you know, music and, and literary works, you know, that pretty, was pretty much rooted in black cultural identity. You know, one could argue that within the, the last four years, it consisted of a, sim- a similar paradigm sh- paradigm shift to where there's been a, a reconsideration of what was previously viewed as viable within the you know medium of cinema, television, and new media, and and it really centers, uh, I would say, on the on the question of whether there is marketability and applicability of the black experience and its ability to generate a broad viewership. Where do you think, and, and, and all, anyone can answer this from, from Ebony, Verena, to any one of you, where does tough love uh, fit, or where do you think tough love fits within that, this new paradigm shift? Hmm. Well, that's a really good question right we there. We do our work here. We do our work on the good life. Yes, you do, Adiaga. Yes, you do. Honestly, um, I, just, I just want to chime in real quick and say that I, I have had a lot of people approach me about tough love, all the characters included, um, people who are not black who get it, which is really, I think, a, a beautiful thing because this is absolutely, you know, the black experience. But all the things that each character is going through is, is just like a human experience. And that's kind of the most important thing, I think. Like, we haven't really been able to express ourselves in the way that we want to as as um, people who go through the same type of things that any other race goes through, you know, with our own, with our own you know, twist to it and whatnot. So I think it's a really beautiful thing that right now I think people are just open to seeing things that are not them, but are them? I don't know if that makes perfect sense, but mm-hmm. 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 Open to mm-hmm. the no, it does because. Hey, Ev. Hey, V. What's up? <laughs> hey, guys. No, I think what Ev just said makes total sense because, um, yeah, people relate on a human level. You know what I mean? Like, if you're open to it, you definitely can relate on a human level. And I'm, and, and it's the same for me. Like, I've had people approach me that are not black at all, and they totally understand. And, you know, I have friends who are not black, and they totally understand Jordan's disposition or Ebony's disposition. So, if anything, it's just that we're storytellers of color and we're telling a story that is true, that's based in love, that is not ratchet, and it's it's real life, you know. So people, I think people can just relate to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. I, I totally agree with that. And also, uh, as far as just, like, where tough love fits, um, as far as this, like, new uprising, of, um, we're still figuring that out. Uh, we're, we're like, as you said, we're, we're really excited about the growth, the, 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 the 
sorry, the development, uh, the viewership, and we're excited to just be able to create our own content and put out our own stories because we haven't seen our own stories on television for a very long time. Uh, and mm-hmm. so now we're it's in everyone's face, and it's like we're here. People enjoy it. So let's take it further and let's get this on on bigger screens, you know, and take and you know, we're demanding that attention and we're we're really excited about just everyone's acceptance of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for you. And and you know, we we've seen um, you know, hashtags uh Black Girl Magic and and I believe, you know, more recently with uh what's his name? Chance the Rapper um made hashtag Black Boy Joy uh something real. And I, I feel like it's it's in an effort I would say to hmm I don't know, I think maybe it's in an effort to insert uh, new uh, imagery, you know, uh, within the American landscape of the black experience. So how does Tough Love with your hashtag, Black Love Exists, see itself within those efforts? Mm. Mm. Uh, so Black Love Exists, uh, it initially started, uh, that was an Instagram account I created to highlight uh, black couples and black relationships. Um, because, you know, a lot of people don't believe, you know, positive black relationships are out there. You see a lot of negativity, you know, about love and relationships being promoted online and people talking about side chicks and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, I know it's out there, but you're not seeing it be promoted and highlighted. And so that's right. why I originally created that account to highlight that. And, you know, I, I'm in a black relationship that's very positive, and so I wanted to put that out there as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so once Black Love Exists reached 10,000 10, uh, followers, that's when I was like, let's create a web series um, and, you know, that can appeal to people because they love seeing black relationships. So let's show it. Yes. Now the the – Relationships in the series may not be that positive, but it's showing, <laughs> it's showing the, the journey that, you know, people are on different levels in the relationship and different journeys they go on and the relationships that they may have to leave in the past um, and the relationships that are worth working for and fighting for. And that's just really yeah. what we want to continue to showcase. Mm. Awesome. Wonderful. So, Speaking of journeys, um, the show has a a dynamic and creative way of introducing the current issues um, that we all experience in the midst of each episode. Um, Were there any topics that um, the cast or crew were apprehensive about approaching? And that question is for anyone who wants to answer. Ladies. Ladies. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm over here killing this popcorn. What was the question? Were there any, were there any topics like, that wait, um, you all have um, covered that you all may have been apprehensive about approaching? Oh, man. You know what? The Cosby issue was. I was apprehensive about. Oh, yeah. You know, that man, he raised so many of us. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. one was. Uh-huh. That one rough. That one was rough. And mm. Jordan, the main one. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> yeah, instigating it, right? <laughs> no, no. I read the script and I'm like, damn, we about to go here, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think, for me, I think, um, honestly, in general, like, just the whole character of Alicia, I was a little bit apprehensive with approaching because um, she's very different than any other character I've I've ever had to um, take on, especially within her relationship with Quincy. And, and like right now, I'm sure you guys have seen because you're all cut up. Y'all did, y'all did your homework like nobody's business. Um, but a lot of people have a lot of opinions on, on that whole, you know, uh, dynamic between Quincy and Alicia and who's right and who's wrong in these, in these um last couple of episodes and I think for me like just approaching Alicia the the um the type of woman that she is we're similar in a lot of ways but we're also very different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think for me like the the um the relationship between Quincy and Alicia I was a bit I'll, I'll be honest I was a bit nervous to 
to take on. Why is that? Can I just say one more thing about Alicia? Wait, I just have to uh, uh, interject real quick, Shay. Uh, I have to say something about Alicia's character. I need her to stop crying and boss up. Okay, so you see what I'm saying, Ariaga? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's what you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm saying. I have to disagree. I need her to boss up and get this business together or create a new one (laughs) and stop begging begging and pleading and and, and begging and pleading. is really great about that is is in the whole show is like even though the relationships are not perfect like one big lesson that I took away from just being a part of the show was like love is like it is a journey like it's not supposed to be perfect yeah. if you if you guys don't run into any obstacles you're not really learning anything about the other person at all Come on. I mean all no, right. I mean because I, right. I, I honestly I will say before the show I, I thought I thought relationships would be a little bit easier and then I was and then you know as i kind of got into it and even into season two I'm like oh actually you know you kind of do have to go through that to figure out what love is period Because I mean, I'm sure Ronnie can speak on this too. I bombard Ronnie with questions about Alicia like from day one. Like, yes, why, she but does. Why, but why? But why? Like, you know, just trying to understand certain things. For me, I've really had to just open my mind to the fact that um, everybody is everybody reacts differently in the same situation. It's so easy to speak on a on a situation when you're not in it and you've never been in it, and then it's a whole other thing to speak on a situation like. For example, this last episode, episode three, um, right before actually I got on the phone uh, with you guys right now, I was just talking to my best friend, and she was like, what? Like, that last, that hallway scene, the stairwell scene, like, she's like, what? Like, she's she's pulling up old stuff, like, wait, were you thinking about this when you did that scene? I'm like, no, 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 not at all, not at all. But, like, I get, I just get what she was feeling in that. You know what I'm saying? You could just... It's it's a there's a lot of emotion between Quincy and Alicia, um, a lot of things that they don't ever get to say to each other. I feel like, and it's it's the thing that they don't say to each other that kind of, uh, kind of like brew, and kind of make make them what they are to each other. 
I hope that was a good explanation. No, that was that was excellent. <laughs> and and you know you and, can and tell that Jordan, that yeah. they that they have so much to say to each other, but it's you know lie, everyone yeah. being bullheaded and not wanting to you know um, submit. It's it's just it's a wonderful dynamic. Um, Marina, yeah. how do you prepare to be Jordan? Because Jordan's probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you would say uh, that. Because <laughs> she's not here for the love. <laughs> not right at all. Like, and that's what's so funny because my views are so opposite of her. But um, I would say I do a lot of writing. So when we get the script, I read the script, reread the script, reread it. And then I write a lot just to figure out kind of where I, Verena, meet Jordan, the character. And then I think I kind of have to give myself permission to just go ham because she goes ham. Like, she 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 does not care. You know what I mean? And, like, there's been a bunch of times where, like, we're on set and, you know, Caleb's like or Ronnie's like, um, I need more Jordan. Like, this needs to be more Jordan because – you have to, like, I know for, I personally had to give myself permission to be, like, hardcore. You know what I mean? Because some of the things she does is, like, super hardcore, where I wouldn't do that because I'm just a little, you know, you feel like you have to explain yourself, but she's just, like, I'm not explaining nothing to you. Like, I'm not here for you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and you just kind of have to, and we all have that within ourselves where we just want to boss up and be like that, but she's, that's just who she is. She's just a boss 100% of the time. And it's just like, I know I have to give myself permission to, to be that way to whomever it is I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. And then just like, no, I'm having fun because she's a lot of fun to play too. So it's just, <laughs> you know, it's like just have fun with this. You know what I mean? Like just have a lot of fun. And then like the more fun I have, the the easier it is. Like if I look at it like that as opposed to like, damn, she's kind of harsh in this. Like, it's, you know, instead of judging her, just have fun and do it. That's that's what I do. But it's really just a lot of writing and reading um, to kind of get her perspective on things and then kind of see where I meet her. Okay. I agree. No judgment. That's that's a perfect way to, like, sum it up. No judgment because... Yeah, you can't judge it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. right. if you judge it, it'll definitely just come out if you judge your character. Yeah, because it's not you, so that that's the biggest thing. Is like it's it's not. It might be a reflection of a part of you, but it's it's not you. Like, mm-hmm. right. totally agree. Awesome. Yeah, so and I mean, oh, I love her. She's like the she's like the ultimate homegirl. The part of host I how yeah, I feel like. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she is. She's like the big <laughs> homie. What you say? Yeah, I'd I'd love to hang out with Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh-huh. So what have the two of you learned um, from playing Alicia and Jordan that you have been able to apply how you navigate um, yourself in this world, whether professionally or personally? So I know you said that, um, you know, there's a piece of of both of those characters inside of you. So how do you use that to navigate um, in the world? That's a good question. Jordan actually taught me to be way more decisive way more like she taught me to just be because a lot of times I can be so in my head and you might like overthink some things and if it doesn't feel right you're like oh you 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 give it too much thought or even if it feels good and she's just like I know what I want this is what I want I'm executing this shit you're not going to tell me nothing else about it (laughs) and it's you know, but it and it and it, she honestly helped me with that because I'm the opposite when it comes to that. I'm so in the middle, and I can see so many different points of views, and you know, I can let what I just saw last week influence what I'm thinking right now. Like maybe this this could be the issue. Da, 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 and instead of just like, no, this is what I'm doing, and that's what it is. Like I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what you got to think about it. This is what I'm doing. And if you got a problem with it, you can get off the train. Peace. Like that's her personality, which right. is I think is just dope. And it really helped me to become way more decisive with things. Awesome. Mm. I think Alicia left me like honestly, between each season, I felt like I had to get like less vulnerable. Like I left each season like feeling hella vulnerable. Like I feel like <laughs> Alicia taught me no I'm being serious because like y'all know me. <laughs> Ronnie, Caleb, y'all know me. Stop. <laughs> um, I feel like 
like, um, she just told me to be like, like, like Verena was saying, like, allow yourself to kind of just feel like just allow yourself to be vulnerable, no judgment. And I feel like I got so, you know, deep in that head, um, that it kind of, you know, it takes a while to kind of shake a character off. Like to just like yeah. little little like tendencies that they that they do and like just the way that the mind is working. So I think yeah. for me, which is and, and it's not bad to be vulnerable at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was it was very much so new for me to feel that way and to carry it with me. I think because it it was my first series, so it was the longest time I ever spent with one with one person, one character. It really did kind of latch on to me and even now like I I find myself in situations where I'm like I do kind of approach things a little bit more different in a way of like okay well what is this person thinking like I'm not always just thinking about my point of view and how I feel about it and what I want to be accomplished from whatever it's like Alicia somebody who cares so much more about the people in her life than she does herself a lot of the time and I think there's nothing wrong with that but you know sometimes not always the best thing, of course, but so that's kind of what I brought from from Alicia. That's so funny that the opposite is what happens to us. Yeah, because I mean, it makes sense. I'm though. more of a person who's <laughs> thinking about every perspective instead of like my own. I'm thinking of everything. Like, what would this person think? What does that person think? If this happens, how who's this going to affect? And blah 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 blah. Like that's right. normally how I think, and then. Uh, Jordan's like, I don't give a rat's ass with money. Yeah, see, that's, that's, yeah, that's hard for me. It's hard for me to think about what everybody yeah. else is, like, where their heads is at. I feel like it's a lot of work a lot of times, so I don't do it. It is but a I lot should. of work. Sometimes you work. should do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Verena, you were recently nominated for Best Supporting Actress by the NYC Web Fest. How was that experience? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's, that's not my nomination. That's Ronnie and Kayla's. Like that's how I look at that. That's I mean, it's uh, definitely flattering, and it's definitely. I I don't even honestly certain things I just don't process. Like that's something I have not processed. I was like the last person to even find out. Like the crew was hitting me in a chat. Like um, B hit me. Like yo, congrats. And that hit me. Like congrats. I'm like congrats on what? Like what? But then when I saw. <laughs> You know, that's really Ronnie and Caleb. I mean, because, you know, that's the writing. That's the directing. I'm just, you know, that's not really how I look at it. But it's She's, it's she's being modest. She's being modest. She <laughs> killed that role. <laughs> I'm, I'm that serious, role. though. But, I mean, it's it's dope. Don't get me wrong, because, like, when you um, are so passionate and you have so much love for something, like your art, your craft, and for people to um, recognize it and be like, yo, you, that's dope. That is, you know, but she killed that role. She killed that role from day one when she came into the audition and she tried to read for Monica. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to read for Monica. Oh, she's wow. not Monica. She's not Monica. She's, she's no, no, no. She's not Monica. <laughs> yeah, she tried to read for Monica and then she wrong, read for wrong, Jordan. Wrong. And I was like, can we see Jordan? And I was like, you're Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie was like, no, you're Jordan. She was like, that's funny. You wanted to read for Monica, though, but you're Jordan. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, no, it's, um, it's definitely, I mean, I guess it's humbling. It's a humbling experience because it's like, wow, okay, for sure. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, and Anthony, I see that you, yeah, most definitely. Congratulations on that. And also, Thanks. congratulations to you, Ebony. I see that you, you know, flexed your writing chops on season two, episode two. As, uh, so it's yes, about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. How did you Thanks find your writing? Thanks to Ronnie. Yeah. And you um, <laughs> got some vocals. Oh, God. Mm. Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, y'all, y'all know she um, her tracks, right? Y'all know that's like an original piece. Yes. Oh my God, Marina. Oh my I'm goodness. So, Ronnie, how was that for you? I'm trying to help y'all out. Um. So with the with the writing, with the writing, um, for the for the bonus scene for episode one, um, Ronnie had had gotten in touch with me and said that she she wanted to do um another scene. So I had no idea that she was thinking of me writing it. I I didn't at all. And then 
I mean, Ronnie knows we had a little conversation, and then she she <laughs> offered me she offered me to um you know to be able to just to kind of put my take on it within the realm of what her thoughts were, and um I was writing before I was acting, not like screenwriting, but just um mm-hmm. I wanted to be a journalist, so I was always writing beforehand, and I kind of recently have been wanting to go you know more into the storytelling realm, obviously being that I'm into acting, so. It was, I mean, it, it, was, it, it was, I hope it came out nice. I mean, I, I saw it, but, like, it's it's weird of to, course. like, that part of me, like, <laughs> I was in it, and I wrote, like, it was, it definitely it was a new experience, but I'm glad it kind of is kickstarting some other stuff right now, so it's all good. I'm, I'm happy and, about it. And, and and definitely I salute Ronnie and, and Kayla, because that doesn't always happen where somebody says, yeah, no. Um, I want to write second season. That doesn't really happen like that. And so for you to be able to kind of flex that, that muscle and do that with, I, well, she said it was a baby. You you babysitted the toddler. Um, because I like did. I said, it's already happened. Yep. It's already, <laughs> you know, for her to give that over to you and, and to, to execute so beautifully, you know, salute. I salute all of you with regard to that. And I just, I thank really want to find out. No, Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, thank you because I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing so far. I mean, there are a lot of web series out there that I'm like, eh, I, you know, fast forward, you know, but <laughs> – <laughs> this I am in every episode. It just it really does draw you in. It it really does. And I'm I'm really um excited to see where well, maybe you can tell us for all of the turners to the show that are watching, the viewers, what can we I know we're already in season two, but I think we're in the third episode. What more can we expect from, from season two or any other um I'm sure you're gonna have many more seasons. Are there any other things you're gonna try to delve into more that we maybe didn't see in the previous season? Yeah. Yeah, like um for season two you guys are going to really get the opportunity to dive into these characters. Um, as you saw that we, we shed light on, on Jackson on, you know, mm-hmm. why, why is Jackson? Why, why is he this, you know, ladies man? How come he doesn't, you know, how come he has a fence over his heart? You know, we're going to go deeper into, you know, his relationship with his family and how that connects to his, his behavior in relationships. And we're going to, you know, we're going to keep diving into, you know, twists and turns. Like, I feel that right now on our hiatus, on our winter break hiatus, as soon as we go back into uh, the second half of season two, it's going to be, you know, a lot of twists and turns. Um, mm-hmm. On our end, just like sitting back, watching these episodes before we put them out, I actually finally got the opportunity to actually be a fan, and, and my heart was a little uneasy about certain scenes. <laughs> So, you know, mm-hmm. get ready for, you know, a lot of twists and turns. Get get, get ready for some emotional roller coasters. Um, a little more about Jordan. Uh, um, yeah, you, you know, a little bit more about Jordan, looking into her her um, her experiences and past experiences. So, yeah, we, we have a lot more in store for, um, for the Tough Love fans out there. Well, I'm excited also that you're going to delve a little bit more into Jackson because ain't nobody feeling sorry for Jackson right now. I'm nobody <laughs> feeling sorry for Jackson. <laughs> I'm nobody feeling sorry for Darius either. I mean, no one's feeling sorry. No. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Nobody so I'm, I'm sorry for <laughs> No one can. Um, really. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where she <laughs> Because I feel like, really, I truly believe, you know, Darius, uh, from what I've seen thus far, pretty much, you know, he's stuck. And, you know, boo-hoo, so sad for him. But no one's crying for Darius. No one's crying for Jackson. But, you know, if you're going to give us some more, you know, layers as to why they are, you know, who they are, then maybe mm-hmm. we'll be able to shed a tear. But um, it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> not, yet. not yet. I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> get some. We think we're gonna get some tears from you about Jackson and Darius by the end of this season. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm waiting for that. I, 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 I know how. Like, I'm sorry. I know I'm not interviewing, but I'm just curious. Like, I feel like the guys are getting no love right now. Like Darius and Jackson specifically. Well, Quincy, we already know what his Quincy, situation. Quincy, oh my god. We're, we're not gonna even get into him. But I mean, like Jackson, we you know we just started kind of getting into him, which I was really excited to see. Um, and I feel like you know. 
everybody's ready to give Jordan like a chance and like understand why she's the way she is, but not so much for Jackson. It's mm, really interesting. Right. right. That is oh. really interesting. Why because you know, you know, the reason why, the reason why is because J- Jordan is coming from a, a deep rooted, from what we know, she's coming from a deep rooted place of hurt. So it's not that she doesn't want to. She ha- see, we don't know that Jackson. I mean, as far as I am concerned, I don't. My knowledge, I don't know that Jackson has given over his heart before. The reason why I think there's such a, a sympathy for Jordan is because she was, you know, about to, about to get married. She was ready to jump in with both feet and got burned, and so now she has these walls. Whereas we see Jackson kicking people out. Two minutes later, someone's coming in. Like, he has a revolving door, and he doesn't care about whose feelings he's hurt. He's not giving any explanations. So there's such a hardened... Um, there's such a hardness there and a heartlessness there. That's why, for me, on I just feel like, you know, there's no tears. You know, I don't need Kleenex right now. But hopefully, you know, <laughs> I can, you know, sympathize more with, with Dex. And now, I do have a different take on Quincy. I do not think that Quincy loves Alicia. No. I think Quincy, mm. I do not think Quincy loves Alicia. I think Quincy wow. loves the control he has. I think he is in love with having power and 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 having a one upmanship in a relationship. I think he likes that. And once that was kind of taken away from him, the love was gone. You see how easily he was able to walk away. I do not feel like he's in love with Alicia whatsoever. I think, I think that I think that Quincy is in love with Alicia. I just think <laughs> you that guys he, are like polar opposites. It's so yes. funny. <laughs> yeah, we are best friends from opposite ends. Um, (laughs) I think that he is in love with Alicia, but because of the behaviors of the good old boys that he's around, he has to Mm. feel as though he needs to put up this, you know, I don't need you anymore. It's going to be me and Big Apple, and, you know, I'm just going to do it all by myself, just me and the Get Fresh crew. And, (laughs) you know, when the lights are out and he's alone by himself and he's not being a Tatiano, um, he... (laughs) He really does think about, you know, um, Alicia because it was very evident in season two, Ariaga, when he, when, when, you know, she called him up and she said, you know, that she almost got accosted. He was, you know, very torn between his comments, and he was very, very much. And then he hung up the phone and rolled over, or whatever. Listen, somebody was already in the. So listen, somebody was already in the bed. I do not feel that his his (laughs) friends. Um, let, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He moved on. I don't see. I don't think that any of his friends made him feel any kind of way of loving Alicia or or feeling made him feel like he had to be some kind of macho man. I don't think so. He was already sticking out his chest and puffing out his chest about how she's the only one. I'm the only one she's been with, and I'm the number one and the only one. He's he is enamored with that <laughs> being number one and being the only, honey. And when he found out he was not the only, he was gone. That's it. Some people. Love of the power they have over you more than more than you, and I just think That's that Alicia cool. is somebody he can control right now. But what she needs to get the wind beneath her wings and um, really sh- prove it to herself that she can stand alone and be okay, or move on with someone who's not so caught up can in proven manhood. Yes. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to tell the man he's so a man. You don't think he's just dealing with intense? His intense ego, possibly. Like his I, ego. I don't know that he yes. is. Yes. I feel that he is. So it's just so I do, sick. And it's yes. just me watching it yes. from the outside. When I'm watching it, I'm like, damn cute. Like, you just <laughs> killing your relationship I, off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Listen, I do. Um, this is the thing. I never think it's healthy for women to be with men who always have to be um, coddled in that way. Like, I sh- this is just how I, maybe this is how I was raised. I don't feel mm. like men who know their men need to make, to have somebody else make them feel like men. You'll just rightfully take your I place. Agree. And he just needs too much hand-holding to make me think that this relationship is healthy. I don't think it's healthy. I think she is mm-hmm. I think right. she's always having to diminish herself in order to make him feel as if he's something and that's not that's not an equal relationship, honey. She needs to run. She needs to run. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she needs to run. You know, for me. I think also like the like the, the the year that we're in, like we're in 2017 now. Like things are not um what they used to be. Like it's this. I feel like uh, it's, it's even hard for me to talk about this subject with me, Alicia. To be honest, because I have so many thoughts. Um, but I think just like he doesn't really take into account the time period that we're in right now. I think he's kind of like in his own thing. Like I would love to see more about Quincy down the line, like where he's from and like literally like how he grew up, who was in his household. Right. Like, was there a man in his household? Like I just, I'm always curious about stuff like that. I'm not like justifying any of the ways that he, that he acts or even anything that, that Elisa does, but it's just like, there's always reasons for why people do the things they do. And, because uh-huh. he feels so strongly about certain things, uh, it just it makes me wonder where that comes from because it comes from somewhere. So, you know, the, the whole double standard number somewhere. though is crazy. That's crazy to me though. It's, it, it, I, listen, everybody's yeah, actions is rooted in a place that you are right. It, it it does come from a place. No one just acts for no, no reason. It, no, it, definitely it, not. It's rooted, you know, in something like with um also with uh oh gosh, please don't tell me I forgot her name. Mm-mm-mm. Monica, uh, Monica? Dar- Monica and Darius. Monica and Darius. Um, Monica. Yeah. What, do, what do I feel about Monica? I think that Monica, it, she's mourning over. See, she thinks she's mourning over a loss, but she's really mourning over the man she wants to have instead of the man she mm-hmm. has. And I think once she uh-huh. realizes what she, what she's really dealing with, then she won't really be in mourning or feel like she has to go back to see if something he, – he is what he is. He's already shown you a million times. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times people stay in those relationships because they, they want this person to rise to the occasion or they want them to be the person they once were or they want them to yeah. be the person that they've imagined, but they're never looking directly at what they have. And I think once you accept what is, then you're, it'll be easier for you – little bit easier for you to move on to something healthier. I but what do I true. know? I'm single. But that's so, that's, I mean, I love that about it because I think it just shows how women we see potential in the men that we're attracted to. That's a and hard we thing. Kinda, yeah. yeah, we kind of hang on to that potential rather than looking at the reality of the situation, you know, mm, and then right. what our worth is and demanding we, we be, um, you know, are treated by our worth. And, and that's the difference out. between between Monica and Alicia and then Jordan, because Jordan has kind of, in my opinion, like just kind of shut off that part of hers that sa- that says, like, just, just bet on the potential. Just always bet yeah. on the potential. Like, it'll come. Like, Monica and Alicia are similar in that way that that is what they do quite often since the very beginning. Right. right. Oh, yeah. And you want to talk about something else Jordan taught me? That would be it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, over yeah. potential. I want to see action. Okay. Right. <laughs> Call me that right. <laughs> So, um, everyone, what advice would you give fellow artists and actors of color pursuing a career in film, um, in media, whether in front of um, the camera or behind the camera? Practice. Practice. Um, my big, my biggest thing as, as creators um, is always practice the craft and collaborate with other people that are practicing. Um, such as Tough Love, I call it as a, you know as a filmmaker, I call it the filmmaker mixtape because it gives us the opportunity to practice, collaborate. Uh, as you see, Ebony, you know uh, she is acting, but she also gets to put her pen down on paper and and write episodes. Um, she gets to, you know, utilize her her, her vocal experience and, and create a whole track, you know, go to the studio with producers um, and just organize that. So she's practicing in that area, um, you know, on the road to perfection, um, you know, from even the people that we bring on to, you know, do, you know, small tasks such as like, you know, small art direction or bringing in their yeah. – the, bringing in their clothing lines so we can do product placement. You know, they're practicing on how to do business. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I really, you know, send that out to everybody. Just practice their craft, collaborate, and, uh, and have fun. Like, you know, that's that's the best part. Like, Tough Love was like, it's tons of fun. Like, every time I would just walk through the streets of New York, I'm just like, man, like, 
we like tough love. We had fun when we were making this. So uh, that's my advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my advice is <laughs> we do. We have a lot of fun, and my advice is similar. Is just do it. You know, everybody is like out here saying I'm inspiring this, I'm inspiring that, and it's just getting out there doing it. A lot of people give us credit, like, you guys wanted to put together a show and you just did it. And it's a lot of work, a lot of hard work nonstop, but um, like you said, we're really enjoying it, and, like, we're not letting, like, oh, we don't have a network deal, we don't have a big crew, we don't have a big budget. We're not letting any of that get in our way. We're going to make it happen, no matter what, no matter – you know, how hard it is, or no matter, like, how many hours of sleep we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big props to Caleb on that one. Cause he, he, he was up the whole summer, basically. He was Seriously. Up. Wow. <laughs> well, that's, you know, we talk about being go-getters. You, you guys, thank you so much for, it was a pleasure having you on. You are officially do-gooders. Yay. Thank you so much, Please let our listeners know real quick how they can uh, view, uh, watch Tough Love and where they can find you on social media. Real quick, real quick. <laughs> so, so do, um, you guys can catch us on YouTube.com, Black Sash, the Tough Love series. And you can catch us also on Instagram at Instagram.com, uh, backslash the Tough Love series. And, um, and also Twitter, Tough Love Online. So those are three outlets that you guys can reach us. Um, also, we want to send, you know, to, you know, the, the good life and the do-gooders. We have an event coming, uh, Valentine's Day. We're going to put that out there. We want to see you guys out. Just stay tuned to yes. our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. I will, I will be there with my bells and whistles on, honey. Maybe I'll find love eventually. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and we'll be tuning in. We'll be tuning in because um, I'm hooked. Aw. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for support, girl. All right. All right. All right. Well, Thanks. Shay, that was uh, lovely. I, I just, you know, I'm just. I I don't know. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling so good right now. I'm really feeling good about, you know, this whole topic of space and um, opportunity. And, you know, I feel like I'm going to continue on with, you know, all the conversation that we had with regards to just stepping out and, not being afraid. I think I learned something today. I really think I learned something. <laughs> so maybe I'll give love another chance for 2017. A little bit of a chance. <laughs> so determined to be a do-gooder, put that goal in sight, and go open up the doors for yourself and ultimately others. Remember, whatever you want in life, you can have it. I do good as I go get it. So get up and go Get it! Thank you, Tough Love Series! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.